of know-it-all advice columnists? Can I give you some advice? Just one piece of advice. The worst advice. Welcome to Not-So-Nice Advice. Hey, this is Chuck Nice. You got a problem, we got the answer. Whether it works or not. The worst piece of advice. The worst advice. Bad advice. Here's what we do. We read advice columns, we figure out why they're wrong, and then we give you the real answer. Is this bad advice? Some of the worst advice. Worst advice. Hey, I am a professional. Comedian. That's actually what makes this advice so insidious. <laughs> this is not so nice advice with Chuck Nice. I suppose it's good advice. gentlemen you know what time it is it's not so nice advice my name is chuck nice and um regretfully i am here alone normally i would have with me seth the producer and bill the assistant unfortunately uh due to the pandemic those guys are not here we're working on a way to get us all together remotely so that we can do the show for you together the way it should be. But I wanted to put something out because things are just getting so nuts. And I'm bored, quite frankly. I'm, uh, I'm sitting home in my own quarantine. I have um, I've not touched myself in weeks. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And uh, people are just losing it. The news is everywhere. Let me just give you, first of all, some some tips on how to handle uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic. First of all, what you want to do is watch cable news non-stop. Just 24 hours a day, watch cable news, okay? And, um, and then you want to uh, panic a lot. You want to panic a lot, uh, and then you want to drink and pass out. So... Uh, I, I think that's a pretty good prescription for those of you who are wondering how and what is the right way. Is there a right, right way to handle this? Yes, it is. There is a right way to handle this. Um, let me just say also that uh, I have never spent so much time on social media, and social media is shit. I mean, it actually sucks. There is pretty much nothing worthwhile. There is nothing worthwhile on social media. For the most part, some stuff is entertaining, but I'm just saying, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, there are some things that are happening on social media that are entertaining. I have to say some people have gotten creative and put out some jokes and some memes and things of that nature. Um, I am sniffing, uh, full disclosure, before I go any further with the social media comments. I have developed a cough. I had a slight fever, <laughs> and I have a runny nose. I am pretty sure that it is just a cold. I'm taking my temperature twice a day. I have been in contact with my doctor, and I'm positive that, you know, although I had a, a, a little bit of a cough, that it is indeed a cold, which, by the way, still exists, people. You can still have a cold nowadays. Just letting you know that, okay? I'm not freaking out. 
I am a little afraid, to be honest, but I'm not freaking out. And I'm pretty sure that I just have a cold. I've isolated myself from my family. My son is terrified to live in the house with me because he has terrible asthma. He's like, I'm not going outside. And, Dad, I'm never hugging you again. So that's the way that's going down. But anyway... Back to uh, my isolation, my quarantine. So far, it has been uh, awful. I am not drinking because, uh, like I said, I have developed a little cold. I want to keep my immune system pretty healthy. And so I'm being sober, which uh, now is not the time to be sober, people. Just letting you know that. People are losing their minds. People are losing their minds. Uh, I went to the store. Uh, There was nothing in the store, let me just say to all you filthy animals out there who bought up all the alcohol, hand sanitizer, all the food in the world, uh, all the toilet paper, I am wiping my ass with paper plates in the New York Post. To you filthy animals who did that, let me just say this. Congratulations. Congratulations. You were right. You were right. Looks like the hoarders won. I'm not a filthy animal who goes into a market during a pandemic and buys everything that there is knowing that other people need stuff. You sons of bitches, you. By the way, again, congratulations, okay? You guys did the right thing, okay? And if I could go back in time, you could rest assured I'd have a case of alcohol, a case of sanitizer, 18 frozen chickens, pizzas, all kinds of stuff. Shit I ain't never needed in my entire life, okay? Stuff only white people buy. Like, you know, fair trade organic beet skins dried in the Himalayan mountains. I would have bags of that and never eat it. Never eat it. Just have it for the pandemic, okay? So uh, there is some justice in the world. Just let you know that uh, the guy who bought up all the hand sanitizer and then was selling it for $70 a bottle on uh, Amazon and eBay, uh, he got busted today because that's a federal offense. It's called price gouging, and you're not allowed to do that. So uh, there is justice in the world. Let me also say that the news coverage is... I'm going to say for the most part, pretty good. The problem is that it's nonstop and it's constant, and that can lead to people feeling um, a great deal of anxiety. And so what happens is you have people trying to counter that anxiety, like Gal Gadot, who goes and makes a video of all her famous friends singing the Imagine song. I don't know if you've seen this. Don't watch it. It is awful. It is just awful. Good intentions, terrible execution. The people can't sing. It's a cappella. There's no production, and it sucks. And quite frankly, if John Lennon were alive, he would hear this and go, I'm pro-war now. That's all there is to it. I'm totally down for bombing people. I'm totally down for murder. I'm totally down for killing, pillaging, taking villages out. I, I'm. That's all I'm saying. This video has changed my mind. Gal Gadot, please. I'm imagining my own death. Don't do this anymore. Uh, Many of the comedians are putting stuff out, which I think is great. And uh, it's not because I am biased and that I'm a comedian. But um, this is a weird time. We have never been through anything like this in our country's history. We are normally the observers of disaster. We are seldom the people who are experiencing 
the disaster. And I can only hope, because it hasn't even got real yet. I'm going to be honest. It's starting to get real. It is starting to get real. I, uh, I had to go to the store today. And uh, while I was in the CVS, kept my social distancing, didn't get more than 10 feet uh, next to anybody. I wear gloves everywhere. And um, there was a woman in line and another guy uh, stepped up behind her a little close. She turned around and went, excuse me, can I please have my six to 10 feet, please? Thank you. And I, I have to say, like, white people are turning black. This virus is turning white people black because black people have been social distancing for a very long time, okay? Just like, why you all up on me like that? Excuse me. Excuse me. Like this right here, that's called my personal space. Thank you. Thank you. Can I get like six? Thank you. Like, we, why are you looking at my food? I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I don't want to get nothing from you. I'm just looking at, don't look at my food. All right, don't touch my food. Don't look at my food. I, like, I'm telling you, it, it, there's a thing going around that's saying that black people are not going to get um, <clears throat> this virus for some genetic reason. That is bullshit, by the way. Anyone who is believing that, please stop believing that. Viruses do not discriminate one way or the other. A virus will attack any person no matter who you are, and black or not. But I will say, the fact that black people are like, yo, back up off me, that might help, okay? That along with hand washing and along with um, some hand sanitizer, we, we might have a, a fighting chance, okay? Just letting you know that. Uh, speaking of hand washing and hand sanitizer, um, those are some very good things, all right? When you hear people talking about washing your hands and, you you know, it seems a little corny. You see the videos, people who are celebrities are making hand-washing videos and everybody's telling you to wash your hands. And, you know, the problem is that people do not wash their hands. And so this is why we're emphasizing it, and it's a very good thing. Um, I'll tell you why you should wash your hands from a scientific standpoint. Of course, i got to bring some of that into this, you know. But also, I want to talk about the fact that everybody's kind of losing it. Everybody's kind of, um, they're kind of panicking. But it's not really panic when you have a reason, you know. There is real, true, legitimate reason for extraordinary concern here and you know that doesn't mean that you're freaking out unnecessarily so we should be freaking out on a level but it should be a measured kind of um conscious cognitive freak out not a panic so the difference is this if i walk in the kitchen and the trash can is on fire and there's a bucket of water sitting next to the trash can and I immediately run out of the kitchen and into the lobby of wherever going, fire, fire, that's panic. Because, see, you could just freak out, pick up the bucket of water and throw it on the trash can, right? That's, one, that's panic, all right? If I walk in and the kitchen is on fire and it's the stove and it's a grease fire and I run out and I yell fire, that is not panic. That is called a measured response. And so for all of us, I think the best thing that we can do 
is figure out what is the proper measured response for everyone involved. And that is everybody on the globe, including everybody in America, including all those people who are just like, not going to tell me what to do. I'll tell you right now, I do whatever I want. Or, oh my God, I am so young. I am so young and this will not affect me. And I am going to have a good time because I worked hard all semester. And my dad, like, spent a lot of money on these tickets to get me down here. And I just want to have a good time and speak like everything in my life is a question. So, first of all, let me just say this. Age does not stop you from getting this virus. Age may be a determining factor in how severe the virus affects you. But there are many determining factors, uh, one of which is your general overall health. If you have a very strong, healthy immune system and you're a young person, you may have uh, less problems with the virus than someone who is elderly with perhaps uh, a pulmonary disorder. So that being said, just know this. Anybody can get it, young or old, you can get very, very sick, young or old. The only people who really don't seem to have a problem with it are kids under the age of nine. Filthy little disease bags that they are, of course, they get away with not having or being affected by this virus, and they are like the biggest culprits. Thank God we closed the schools because you want to talk about these little Petri dishes getting together and creating a super virus, this would be the way to do it. So to the young people who are like, yo, man, I'm just chilling. I need to have fun. Um, there's a word for you. It's actually two words, a compound word as we call it. Two words in one, dickhole. That's what that is. So please uh, stop that. And for all the other people who are freaking out, freak out. You should. But freak out uh, with a measured cognitive response that allows your freak out to actually be effective because an effective freak out is a good freak out, no matter what it is, okay? So, first of all, let me just set, first of all, I've been talking for God knows how long. I don't even know how long I've been talking, but it's been long enough. Uh, as I said, uh, we're going to have another podcast coming quickly with Seth and Bill. I don't like doing this by myself. Uh, I feel like uh, a lunatic. This is how I actually envision the end of my life. I'm in a padded cell speaking into a pretend microphone, you know, just doing my little radio show and the doctors come by and they check on me every day. Is everything okay, Chuck? Would you like another blue pill? Like that's, that's how I actually envision the end of my life. So sitting here by myself doing this show does not feel good. But like I said, I am bored out of my mind. I have realized that homeschooling is only for people who are numb to the fact that they don't like their children. That's what homeschooling is for. And vice versa, children who are homeschooled, I am so sorry for you. I am just so sorry for you. You are in parent prison. Your parents have put you in prison and you don't even know it. My daughter, six years old, said to me today, this school is the worst school ever in the history of school. There has never been a worse school than this school right here. And then she just started having a 
full-blown Paula Abdul meltdown. I mean, just full-blown, just all she needed was a glass of Cabernet in her hand, just going, and I'm going to tell you something else. Like, seriously, that's how bad the meltdown was. So homeschooling, I don't know how anybody, and they don't stop eating. They, they just won't stop. They won't stop eating. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to the lover boy who is a listener of this show. He said the same thing about his kids. He said they're home all day and they eat. He was like, they don't feed you like this at school. They cannot feed you like this at school. We would all go broke. So I feel bad for any of the kids who are being homeschooled right now. And for any kid who is homeschooled on a regular basis, run away. Run away. Seriously. Your parents don't love you. Nobody would do this to somebody they love. I'm joking. We have friends who actually homeschool their kids. My wife is sitting here in the room. She is watching me do this podcast. She's horrified already because I have offended so many people who know us. And she's like, oh, my God, I hope they never listen to this. I'm joking. I'm still a comedian. These are still jokes, Um, which is why I can't wait to get Seth and Bill back so that we can do the show And we're not going to be doing this. We're not going to be talking about coronavirus maybe a little bit here and there, maybe some pop culture stuff like we normally do. And then we're going to get into our letters and be silly and do what we normally do. But I wanted to get this out here right now to let you guys know that we are coming back. One, because I'm bored. Two, I have nothing else to do. Three, every job I have has been canceled through June so I got nothing else to do but make this podcast work. Just want to let you know, okay? I found a clip of a guy um, who, let me pull this up here. This gentleman, I don't know his name, um, but this gentleman gave the best advice, Richard Alger, the best advice Uh on how to handle the coronavirus. So let's take a listen to that. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Wasn't that fantastic? Such a simple, simple thing. Imagine that you have the virus and then change your behavior accordingly. How would you act if you already had the virus? Not you filthy animals that go into the supermarket and buy everything because you probably go to a bar and sneeze all over people. That'd be the way you handle it. But I'm talking about you human beings out there. That's how you think about this. Don't think about yourself. And that goes for everything. I mean, that's me now talking, not him. This is my personal opinion. In times of crisis, I know this sounds weird coming from me, but in times of crisis, don't think of yourself. Think of other people. And if we all do that, then we can get through the crisis together. But that normally happens when people aren't threatened. Remember the big blackout in New York City a few years ago, and it turned into a giant party? Why? Because the economy is pretty good had police protection, pretty much knew that the lights weren't going to be off forever. People were without power, even for a day or two. And it was like, hey, I got some power. You want to charge your phone, man? 
hey, let's turn on the car lights and, and put the put the, the boom box and we're gonna have a little dance party. Hey, uh, my refrigerator, <coughs> the food is, you know, I'm just gonna cook this up. We're gonna have, let those lights stay off for two weeks, okay? And people would be like, how much for your baby? I would like to buy your baby. I want to eat your baby. How much for your baby? <laughs> so the fact is that when shit gets real, that's when the test becomes very stringent because what you have to be able to do is respond like a human being when it gets real. And it's real right now. So the second thing um, I wanted to do as kind of a public service, one was play that clip. The other thing is, uh, you know, People want to know, well, how do I know I have it? What happens if I do have it? And the reason why I know there are a lot of people who are thinking this, and they're probably overwhelming our healthcare system, your uh, personal care doctor, if you have one, you know, your primary care physician, uh, hospitals, hotlines, 311 if you live in New York City, probably being overwhelmed with these same questions because people don't really know. Well, what are the symptoms? How will I know I have it? The reason why I'm bringing this up is because, like I said, got a little cough, runny nose, had a slight fever, and I'm pretty sure it's a cold because it's been three days now. Fever hasn't spiked, hasn't done anything. Cough is still wet. It's not dry and hacking. And, um, you know, I'm not experiencing the flu-like symptoms that might come along. So I thought it might be good to play this clip of what are the symptoms, what can you expect if you have uh, the COVID-19? What can you expect if you have COVID-19? Listen. So let's break down what having COVID-19 looks like day to day for each level of severity. It can take as few as two or as many as 14 days after being exposed to the novel coronavirus for the first symptom to develop. This is when it might feel like a cold or the common flu. Many patients develop fevers early on. The World Health Organization China Joint Mission saw that about 88% of people who had COVID-19 had a fever. Another study out of China showed that while only 44% of patients had a fever on admission to a hospital, 89% eventually developed one. But there have been some cases that led with gastrointestinal symptoms. Diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and or abdominal discomfort may appear a couple of days before respiratory symptoms. This isn't the norm though, because COVID-19 is a respiratory disease. That means for most patients, the virus will start and end with the lungs. In the early days of infection, the virus invades lung cells. Specifically, this can damage the cilia, the hair-like projections that move around to keep airways clear of mucus and debris. When cells get infected, they die and shed off, adding to the debris and hindering your body's ability to keep stuff out of the lungs and trachea. The inflammation causes damage and damage causes more inflammation. And this cycle could continue until there's no healthy tissue left. And inflammation might explain why a dry cough is one of the most common symptoms. Same goes for shortness of breath and phlegm production. Other symptoms that can appear around this time are fatigue, sore throat, headache, joint or muscle pain, chills, and a runny nose. By day five, patients with pre-existing conditions might find that they have trouble breathing. 
and it usually takes about seven days for a person to go to a hospital. Mild cases, though, usually clear up by this time. But those with moderate to critical cases will have developed pneumonia, which can range from non-life-threatening to severe. Recovery time for these patients could be anywhere from a few days to weeks. For some severe and critical cases, though, symptoms can escalate into acute respiratory distress syndrome. So there you have it. Very, very serious stuff uh, and great information. I'm happy to put it out there for people to have. Uh, those are the symptoms, and uh, that's also an explanation of what the virus does to you. And mostly what viruses do is cause your body to attack itself, okay? And, you know, anybody who's been uh, in a hospital with a cancer patient, they, they know that whole drill. And uh, it's very, very serious. So uh, just know if you're not experiencing the symptoms in that way, you know, chill, just chill. Okay, and they say, well, what am I supposed to do? Wait until I'm really sick and I'm going to die? No. If you start getting to a place where you have real respiratory issues, breathing, okay, breathing, then guess what? You, you're probably in need of some true medical attention. And uh, if that starts to happen, shortness of breath, you know, that's when you, you really want to start worrying. Okay, until then, you got the sniffles. Take it easy. You're going to be okay. All right? Or call Mike Pence. Okay? Just call Mike Pence. No matter, you know what? No matter what, people, let's call Mike Pence. All right? Father in your name. No, I'm joking. All right. So, um, <clears throat> and the last thing I want to talk about is hand washing because it's the most important thing that anybody can do. It is the one thing that is in all of our power to wash your hands. So why? Because, quite frankly, here's how a virus works. Every virus and bacteria is kind of encased in like a little, little case of lipid, a little case of fat. And when you wash your hands, the soap kind of breaks open that little case of fat and it leaves the virus completely defenseless. Also, washing your hands literally washes away the virus. The virus washes off of you as well as the soap breaking open the little fat casing that the virus is in, destroying the virus. Alcohol, if it is 99%, whether it's isopropyl or ethanol, what doesn't make a difference, alcohol does the same thing. It destroys that outer casing of the virus, and therefore the virus dies right there. Okay, Can't do anything to you. Can't advance. So that's why alcohol, uh, you want hand sanitizer that is at least 70% or 70-something. Don't quote me on there because I didn't look it up, but it should be at least 70 or 70-something. Um, a lot of people don't want to use, of course, just straight isopropyl alcohol because it dries your skin out terribly. But the fact is that washing your hands is the most effective means of making sure you're not contaminating a surface that someone else will come behind, touch, and then transmit the virus to themselves. So if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask because of this. It stops you from touching your, your face, Okay. So you don't touch your face, if you don't touch your eye, your nose, or your mouth, um, and you're wearing a mask, that might remind you not to do so. That can also be helpful. But if you're thinking about wearing the mask because it's going to protect you from the droplets that actually carry the virus, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't actually rely on it for that because uh, you need a certain mask in order to do that, okay? So I just wanted to put that information out there, too. I'm sure you've already heard it, but 
it never hurts to hear it again, okay? So that's all I really wanted to get out today. Uh, we are going to, as I said, return with Seth and with Bill. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this little solo version of Not So Nice Advice. I was going to read some letters because, actually, you know what? I, there's one letter I should read, okay, uh, before I say goodbye. I should read one letter and answer it. Because that's what we do. We, we read advice columns and we tell you the answer. We tell you why they suck. And then we give you the real answer. Here's what the person says. Uh, Dear fellas, I have licked my knife after meals all my life. Whenever my girlfriend Jill and I are at a restaurant, she tells me that it is gross and looks away. Does not everyone do this? Now, um... I'm, the person actually says, why not scrape the food off of your knife with a fork and then put the fork in your mouth like a regular bite, okay? I'm going to say, you should live in a cage, okay? That's what I'm going to say. A cage or a cave, anything that, that where you would be like living amongst your own filth because you, my friend, are an animal, all right? You don't lick anything at a table in public, you filthy, disgusting pig. That is what I have to say to you. Okay, I'm only joking. I don't really care what you lick, okay? It looks nasty. Your girlfriend's right. And what you need to do is go to her and say, thank you, sweetie, for putting up with somebody as gross and disgusting as me because you know what? I'm a, I'm a nasty piece of shit, and I know it. And I really appreciate the fact that you are here for me while I'm licking all over stuff at, at the table. And if I was her, I'd be like, I wish you licked me the way you licked that knife. I swear to God, you don't lick me the way you licked that knife. Yo, nasty knife-licking bastard sitting at the table licking the knife. Why don't you get over here? I got something for you. To all right. All right, that's enough. Well, there you go. That's the one letter that I'm reading today. Uh, listen, guys, thanks a lot for listening. Not so nice advice coming at you probably in a couple of days. Just a couple of days, and then I'm going to continue to put these out. Why? Because I got nothing better to do, to be honest, okay? I say that every time we do an uh, Okay, friend of mine said, you know what? Your podcast is like the girl in high school that made everybody think she was a slut and she was a virgin because that's how much of a tease you are, Okay. You put out a podcast, and then six months later, you put out another podcast. And everybody's just like, all right, they're back. And then six months, you're like, hey, we're back. He's like, well, I'm not falling for it anymore. And, and you're right, all right? But this time, I swear, baby, I changed, baby. Come on, baby, I changed. Help me out, girl. Boy, anybody, whoever wants me. I'm not picky. I'm here. All right, guys. I love you. 
Remember, when we come back, we'll have a regular show. Thanks so much. Until next time, this is Chuck Nice saying, if you got a problem, it's probably Corona. <laughs> okay, that was wrong. Because it's really too serious to go out like that. Yeah, you got a problem. Uh, I have the answer, whether it's right or not. But I'm here for you. Okay. 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 Okay.